Well, greetings, imagination connoisseurs, and all of you force-sensitive people. This is the Obi-Wan Kenobi After Show for Episode 6, Revenge Return of the Jedi. Oh, wait, not that. <laughs> not quite. Episode 6 of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Finale. Uh, you know, I'm like Mr. Rourke on Fantasy Island, your host, Robert Meyer Burnett, and I'm here with my lovely compatriot, Chris Carr. Hi, Rob. How you doing? I missed you today. I, I missed you today. It was, you know what, though? I like when the ladies, I like to watch the John Campion show and the ladies Yeah, are, when Aaron's there giving them shit. Pretty good. It's fun. It's pretty fun. Was this fun, though? Ultimately, was, I mean, this is the, this, it, this was a, I think of all the Star Wars things mm-hmm. since 1999, I mean, I was very much anticipating the Phantom Menace. This was the thing I've been most excited about. Yeah. Bringing back Ewan McGregor, bringing back Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, George Lucas cast him as Kenobi, the young Kenobi. So this is a George Lucas approved legacy yeah. actor in the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And now we we, we now have a, a perspective where we can, I would ask you, Chris, mm-hmm. what were some of the things you loved about this finale? I mean, I love Ewan across the series. I will say that. He is wonderful as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I liked the finale. I thought the finale was fun. There were definitely some missteps. There was a storyline that I kept saying, why are we here? Why are we cutting to this? I know how Luke Skywalker's story goes. I know what happens to Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. But the actual Obi and Vader stuff we got was so good. That is one of the best duels we have ever seen in live action. I, I, you know what? I will grant you that. <laughs> I, and we got... And and we got a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of screen time, a lot of a lot of dueling. Yeah, pretty good. But here's here. Okay, what were your issues? What were your bugaboos? Here, here's here's. I'm an old man, a boomer, yelling at the clouds. <laughs> I mean, no. I'll say, I'm not a boomer. I'm a Gen Xer. But okay. Ultimately, I ask myself, storytelling. I love stories. I've been a student of storytelling my whole life. Stories illuminate human truths. Mm-hmm. And no matter if it's a story in a far-flung galaxy a long time ago, far, far away, or if it's in a prison like Shawshank Redemption, a story should illuminate the basic truths of the human condition. I was looking for Obi-Wan Kenobi's redemption, for for being a, a man who was part of the Jedi Order that allowed the great evil of the Sith to rise in their midst. They didn't even know it. And his own Padawan, Anakin Skywalker, he knew the guy was kind of a douche. They talked about it. He wasn't, why am I not a master? Yeah, my kid's such an asshole. You're a douche. And then they battled to the death and and he just left him there. I guess that's what Jedi's do. You cut off people's limbs and leave them there. Leave them on the the beach of of a lava flow. I mean, okay. So what I wanted to know was where did his redemption come from? And I feel I didn't get that. Mm, in this show mm-hmm. i i was looking for the redemption of obi-wan kenobi it's called obi-wan kenobi i don't care about darth vader i don't care about little princess leia i don't care about reva and the inquisitors i don't care about any of that i want to know why and where and how and whatever how does obi-wan kenobi get up every morning after the f- utter failure i mean not many people have failed yeah. The way he felt. Now, I will say this show, this this particular episode, there's a lot of delicious tender nougats. Ooh, yeah, there are. You know, like biting into this, I felt like, mmm, this is a good Snickers bar. Yeah. But it was a Snickers bar without any peanuts. I mean, that sounds perfect to me. Well, see, I, that's, isn't that, that that's, isn't <laughs> You that, lost me on this analogy. <laughs> all right, well, all right. But I, I understand what you, I mean what you know. Uh, yeah, I, 
I, I just feel that after this was over, I, I, I asked myself, what am I supposed to take away from this mm-hmm. story? What have I learned? And that's a fair takeaway. And and while, look, I love Star Wars. I saw Empire Strikes Back 26 times in the theater. That's Loved amazing. It. But my question, which which I still think that Star Wars and Empire are two of the greatest fantasy films ever made. Oh, absolutely. Ever made. But this story, I don't know what I'm supposed to have taken away from it. Why tell this story what have i learned that obi-wan kenobi he dueled vader again we saw the greatest duel on mustafar and revenge of the sith we saw him capitulate to vader in a new hope that's all you need to know did we see him doing something was there something new in these in this it was a, like you said a great duel yeah but what did we take away from that? well and we didn't learn anything right we always want to be adding to a story Right. Not just giving more of the same or even subtracting from things. Right. So we do now know that Leia and Obi-Wan Kenobi did have a relationship. And I did appreciate the we can't let people know this, though, because it's unsafe for you. And then that way, that that little bit now when I hear help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. That has so much more meaning. Yes, it does. And I did like that. That was well done. But then you have things like Reva going after Luke and realizing, oh, this child is like me. I can't kill him. Have I become Vader? You have been awful this entire time, Reva. You've been cutting off ladies' hands for no gosh darn reason. You've been just force choking everyone left and right. And now, now you're worried? And I don't think a lot of people keep saying, like, she. this is her redemption story. No, no. She's set up to go on a path of atonement now. I think that's a very different thing. But I still am left wondering... Why did we have that? And frankly, why did we have six episodes of this when this feels like it could have been a much better, tight film? I I agree. Now, my whole thing is what, what I can't get over mm-hmm. is, and people forget this because it was six episodes ago or five episodes <laughs> ago, a Jedi Knight or a Force-sensitive person that we saw at the very beginning of this that the Inquisitors find in that restaurant in Mos Eisley, wherever. Mm-hmm. They center find, of the universe. Yes, the center of the universe. They find this man. And he is a Jedi and he goes to Kenobi and he says, please help me, help me. And he ends up, Kenobi says no. And he ends up hanged. Mm-hmm. A Jedi Knight ends up hanged. So is Princess Leia, who, by the way, never, never trains as a Jedi. We saw in the last Jedi that she has force powers. But up until then, we have not seen her use them, nor has she trained. Mm-hmm. You know, she just had a strong brain up against Reva. Kenobi mm-hmm. says in, uh, in uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back, that boy is our last hope. No, there is another. Oh, you know, whatever. You know. What? And, and, and you, you see that and you're like, Kenobi doesn't even think. Oh, yeah. Leia, mm-hmm. that I've been looking over after all this time. She's force sensitive too. Yeah. He let a Jedi die on his watch. I can't get over that. I mean, I can't move. Pa- no one mentions him again. Yeah, He's gone. And, and I think to myself, I'm like, okay, I am an astute viewer and I'm watching the show because I, I love Star Wars and people are like, Rob, that's a nitpick. Is it? I mean, here's a guy, here's a Jedi who came to Kenobi for help. Does that mean that Bail Organa, because he's a rich senator and because he's overseeing Leia, that he's more important than an actual Jedi? And I can't get over it. I, by the end of this, I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, am I supposed to forget? Because, hey, 
They wrote this into the script. They mm-hmm. make a big deal. This this series opens with these three inquisitors finding this man yeah. and coming to get him. And he doesn't have the, the, the underground railroad for Jedi. He doesn't have a, a, a get out of jail free card. He gets hanged. And I, I, I'm like, okay, my hero said, I am not going to help you. And I can't get past that. Well, I do think that is a missed opportunity in the story, right? Because if yeah. you are going to have that happen, then it shows how broken Obi-Wan is now, Ben, you know, fully taking on this Ben persona and forgetting his identity, forsaking his, you know, belief system. So then you touch on that, right? Of, oh my gosh, I can't believe how I continue to fail people. I do need to do better. I do need to do this. And yeah, we see him pack up his cave so he can move to a different one. But I, I do understand that critique, though, of, not getting that that kind of redemption and growth from from Obi-Wan Kenobi in his own series. I mean, yeah, and I, and I feel that this this series was more about the other characters than it was about him. You know, clearly, I mean, the Reva character had this uh, a Jedi youngling who was there when Anakin was slaughtering other younglings. The mm-hmm. rest of the Jedi were being exterminated during Order, Order 66. And then, you know, you see... Uh, that you find out what she's wanted to do her whole life. And it it became that story had a a purpose, an Mm -hmm. engine. Whereas I felt that Obi-Wan Kenobi was just doing what people told him. Yeah. Can you go rescue my kid? Okay. He is very reactionary. And, you know, I've talked about this with protagonists versus antagonists, and it's not obviously hero versus villain. Those roles shift and everything. And in a lot of these moments, Obi-Wan is more of the antagonist because he's just having things uh, happen and things. But what I will say is Reva's whole storyline, right? It's such, Aaron went off on this today and I thought it was such a great point. It's such a disservice to this character and everything of having this be your your revenge story, right? We've talked about taking this to a more Count of Monte Cristo place, making this really, really exacting revenge. Why would you kill your fellow younglings? Why would you kill other people in your pursuit of this person? And if you are going to do that, just explain it to me better. Don't just have it be... I'm going to kill everybody. I'm very focused. I'm killing everyone. But wait, am I the bad guy? Yes, Billie Eilish, you are. <laughs> like, what? Bad guy. Yeah, that's, how, that's all I could think when she was asking, am I like him? Yeah. And not only that, she's maiming people mm-hmm. for life. Yeah. Cutting off, and, and in terms of being female empowerment, you're cutting off the w- other women's hands that might be mothers and was not you know, cool. Caretakers. Just, but yeah, I, and I feel that here's the thing. Again, I'm all about storytelling. That felt very muddled to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you're irredeemable. It's like in The Godfather. Once Michael Corleone, logical, logically, he, he has to kill his brother. His brother's a liability that can cost Michael his life. Mm-hmm. Michael was almost killed in his own bedroom. So Fredo has to be killed. But once Michael does that, once Michael gives the order to kill his own brother, his soul is gone. Yeah. He's lost his soul. It is an irredeemable thing that you can never come back from. And of course, Godfather three, his spoiler alert, his daughter <laughs> is killed. Yeah. And, and, and deservedly so. I mean, in terms of how storytelling works, Riva to me is an irredeemable villainess. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to, that's another thing I, I'm watching this and I'm like, I hate her. And it's not because she is a woman of color or it doesn't matter what she could be an alien being. She could be pink polka dotted. I'm like, you're a terrible person. You're a terrible person. You've decided to embark on this, this, this path of revenge. And yet, like you just pointed out, how many people have to suffer? Like 
you're like Michael Corleone. You've lost mm-hmm. your soul. You are irredeemably bad. Well, and Moses is such a great actress, too, when we have that moment of, am I, am I irredeemably great, Am I this? Great she moment. She commits to that performance great so moment. well. I just think that the, survey, the, the story just does such a disservice to this incredible actress who really tries to show up, but is given so little to work with. And I have to say, you know, a lot of people talked about, I thought as the show went on, her performance just got better and better. And better. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's she, finding nuggets in there. She's digging for gold. Yeah. I mean, she was doing everything she could with a very underwritten role. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she was going, this character is irredeemably bad. I, I, I cut off a woman's hand in the first, you know. And, and I wish we leaned into that then. If that's our choice, everyone, like it or not, everyone loves a villain, right? And when somebody is a horrible, horrible, sinister villain. There's some there's some fun in that. There's some schadenfreude in that, yes. right? And sure, we love a nuanced character, but every now and then, when you are talking about fantastical worlds, it is fun to have a very, very clear-cut villain who just is the bad guy, and that's the reasoning for it. You know, you look at some other Star Wars villains, and you see some of that in there of just, I am evil, and that is my thing. Peter Cushing is Tarkin. Yeah. I mean... Ugh. Uh, 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 so deliciously bad. It's so great. I mean, mm-hmm. when he walks, he's short. But 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 Carrie Fisher was shorter when she, like, when he walks her into Vader's chest. Oh. Would you prefer another target, a military target, than name the system? Yeah. You know, I grow tired of asking this. So, so it'll be good. the last time. So good. Where is the rebel base? I mean, you love that guy. Mm-hmm. You love Ben Mendelsohn in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. He was awesome too. I mean, it's like, this is how we have such a litany and, and Vader, of course. I mean, look, Hayden, all that killed it as Vader. Vader was... When he got to be utilized. Well, yeah. I mean, but I mean Vader in general oh, throughout yeah. the series mm-hmm. with James Earl Jones, whatever the voice they did. I loved seeing Vader mm-hmm. in this series. And that voice modulation thing was very cool. Amazing. I loved that. It sounded great. But it's amazing. they didn't shoot him correctly. They did not shoot him with wide angle lenses to give him that that Star Wars menace, which mm. I, I was like, mm, uh, why not? <laughs> they, they, they shot him. He looked smaller. Like you always have to shoot Vader from oh, below okay. and give me a wider angle lens. That's why his face. I mean, even this, mm-hmm. even this shot, this shot too normal. You know, you got to give me more. And by the way, this, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you another thing. This is going to be so weird. People yeah. are going to be like, Rob, you're weird. There's a shot. <laughs> I love seeing the Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. you know, firing. They show you an angle from the side. So that's how you should see a Star Destroyer. Okay. There's an actual shot in this episode where it's a 50-50 shot where you're looking straight at the side, the profile mm-hmm. of the, and it's firing. It looks goofy. It looks goofy. Don't show me. A, that's a bad angle for a Star yeah. Destroyer. If Elizabeth Taylor or Madonna saw that shot, they'd be like, cut that out. I don't want to see my nose doesn't look good. Or Barbara Streisand would be the person. That's my bad side. Don't shoot. This is awesome. You always show a Star Destroyer from the side, three quarters. You never show it 50-50. A 50-50 is like when two people are facing each other. Yeah. Side angle. Never, never show a Star Destroyer like that. And that was just another, I mean, that's right. Ooh. By God, Jonathan, you never show Bruce the shark that way either. That's fair. I'm going to, this is a very weird tangent. I'm going to go to Chatham and Martha's Vineyard next week. So I get to be where they shot Jaws. Yeah. Well, if you see a shark, just make sure it's not. I'm going to three fourths it. Yeah. Three fourths it. Yeah. Always. Because I want to respect the shark. Yeah. And remember, it's the fin to the dorsal. You know, it's this, that's how, that's how big the shark, you know how big the shark is. Just. I'll look for that. Mm. So right before my death, go, ah, okay. 
that's how big that shark is. Something I did like in this, and I wanted to see your opinion on this, was I thought the the Qui-Gon cameo was done well. I liked it. Look, I did too. Okay. You know, I I, I thought it was, but you know what? Here's, 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 it was good. There's I, a butt though. Well, what is the, your butt? The butt, the butt is, it, it's like, we know we're going to get it. It was so telegraphed well, yeah. the entire. Uh, they kept showing it like the Yoda flashback. I, I teach you, I will. Yeah. Going into the show, I was like, he's too busy. Uh, We're not going to get him. And he threw his voice into, you know, the last Star Wars uh, film. Yeah. But I, I mean, but you knew, you knew one, yeah. it was coming. Yeah. And it's like, here, but here's my problem that's not enough. You cannot ensorcel me with your fan service, Disney. I need you. I need. By the way, if you're going to put it in there, why can't Qui Gon be like, like the Army of the Dead in the end of Return of the King? Why can't he, he come out swinging, man, and 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 help take down some of those evil beings? But I know it's too much to ask. It feels like a setup, though, for more series, because, you know, right. we did have that whole speculation of Ian McGregor teasing more episodes. And this does feel like it is the setup for a potential extra series, which at this point, it sounds like you do not want. No, here's the thing. I if this I will watch anything if mm-hmm. it's a great story. Okay. I am still waiting for. I, again, when I say Shawshank Redemption, the, the, the emotional wallop that that movie packs and the, the Andy Dufresne, in a way, um, he's in prison for 20 years before he escapes. Kenobi is 10 years into that stretch. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want to I want to see the redemption that Andy Dufresne gets, but he's an innocent man. Yeah. But I want that story. I want to see how does Kenobi get out of his thought prison? You know, how does he? And this was like, it's easy to be like, well, go rescue Princess Leia. See, he was redeemed. I'm like, no, he's not redeemed. He let a Jedi die during this series. If anything, he's going to wake up after this show is over and be like, oh, my God, I forgot I let a Jedi die. He was hanged in a public square. That was going to be the post credit scene. Oh, shit, that guy. Yeah. I knew I forgot something. Stupid Lola robot taking my focus. Yeah, see, there you go. And I and and I have to ask. I mean, they put this in the show. They let him do this, and we're mm-hmm. supposed to be like, well, that's how far gone he is to let a Jedi die. You're, you're the reason you're on exile in Tatooine is because you let lots of Jedi die on your watch, and you just let another one die after ten years, just because. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give up my cave. Don't want to make any waves. And I really like that cave. Sweet. Lots of natural. Uh, you know, I, I love buying junk from Jawas. And if I move, they wouldn't know where I am. So, but, but I, no, I mean, look, ultimately the show is fine. Mm-hmm. I got some tasty nuggets. Yeah. I got some lightsaber duels. I it above Boba Fett for me. Yeah, I, I would too. I, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than the two Mandalorian episodes. Yeah. You know, the, these six good. episodes of the Book of Boba Fett and then mm-hmm. the two episodes of Mandalorian season 2.5. Yeah. But, um, I just want, I just want great stories well told. And I am not, I'm not a hater. I'm not, I'm not. I, but, but I just don't think that the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi was well served in this. There was too many other things going on. Mm -hmm. The Reva redemption arc, whether you liked it or not, was, seemed to be more of where the heart of this series was at. And and not so much because how could you not look at Ben Kenobi and go, oh, of course you're going to rescue Princess Leia. But that's the story you decided to tell us. We've seen mm-hmm. that story in Star Wars. Yeah. And I, you know, I just, while, while I mean, this wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. It was a very watchable series. And I did find myself enjoying the time I spent watching it. It is only on reflection after it's all over to be like, why the hell did you tell me this story? 
Yeah. Of all the stories in the in all the stories of the naked universe, this story. Well, it's an interesting one to tell too, right? Because this is this all is supposed to leading to a new hope. It literally should be there is hope at the end of this. Completely and we, agree. And we get glimpses of it. I will give it that. But I just wish we went a little more full tilt with it. And and they did a few things right. We got some really great dual fates moments. We got some really cool effects. I mean, Uncle Owen was a badass. Aunt Beru was a badass. Yeah. And I'm like, where's their show? Right. I would have watched that show, honestly. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> you, you know, if people are trying to farm water out of a desert environment, they have to be badasses. I just always still feel so bad for Luke. Just getting the shit stick there. Leia, you get to be a princess. Luke, enjoy this sandy place. I watched my mother die here. <laughs> 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 Not a good trade-off. So mean. No. Yeah. Well, so should we see what our viewers say before I say more things that make them want to burn me like Aunt, 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 Aunt Peru and Uncle Owen, Uncle Owen oh, were, no. were uh, fried by the stormtroopers? We definitely should. But first, let's go listen to our friends over at Mint Mobile. Guys, we want to thank the sponsor of today's video, Mint Mobile. You know the one with the delightful ads with good Canadian kid Ryan Reynolds? So look, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just $15 a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't a catch. And guys, that's no joke because for years I've been using one of the major providers and it was fine. But I switched over to Mint Mobile a little while ago. The service has been fantastic. And the big difference is I'm now paying about one third of what I was paying before. And the best part for anybody who just hates their phone bills is that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 a month. All their plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash campia. That's mintmobile.com slash campia. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash campia. And a very special thanks to our friends over at Mint Mobile, thank you. But you know what? You don't have to use Mint Mobile to send us questions. No, ooh, what a segue! You like that? R and B, nine. And uh, Chris Carr, mm-hmm. take us, take us into our questions. Awesome, I will. And before we jump in here, too, obviously, like Rob and I don't see eye to eye on this. You guys, we all won't see eye to eye on this. But we all can respect each other's opinions because film, television, it's all subjective. That's right. Until I decide to be a gatekeeper and scream the clouds. Until that happens. Yes, but uh, but. <laughs> You know what? Here's the thing. No one should ever tell you what you can and can't like. For sure. Ever. Including us. That's right. Yeah. So let's see what you guys have to say. From Murray, sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you so much, Murray. Uh, The finale, for the most part, was good, but there were many issues I've had with it. Best part, though, was the fight, the moment where Obi-Wan struck Vader's helmet was a juxtaposition to Ahsoka doing it in Rebels, both on different sides. Yeah, that's all I could think of when this happened. But... Doesn't that kind of diminish Vader's power? Like the guy gets hit in the face a lot, and you know, but he gets hit in the face to the point where it doesn't go too deep. It's just deep enough where 
it shatters his, it's I mean. A testament to that mask. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, you're not going to lose your eye there. Apparently, it's like a deflector shield. It, it sort of dissipates the mm-hmm. energy around the, maybe that's why it's shaped the way it is. Maybe. I did find myself going, though, oh, I watched this in Rebels. It was really cool to see it in live action. And I understand, Jonathan, you pointed this out, that not as many people maybe watched Rebels. Maybe not as many people watched Rebels. <laughs> but but when I watched it, it was a fir- quiz, first a quick moment of, oh, I've seen this fight. And I went, oh, I've seen this fight. Uh-huh. So that was but, a little disappointing uh, to me. But doesn't that make you wonder if the writer of this episode knew that? Like, you're I feel like, like um, it was a little nod to it. Maybe I'm giving them too nod. much credit. A, a I, nod or a, like a swipe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, come on, man. You know, it, it felt a little looking over somebody else's algebra homework, mm. but I'm still happy to see it. Did you look over other people's algebra? No. Mm. I went to Catholic school, though, so I, I was taught by a priest, and he did this thing where he'd say, Christine, what grade do you think you deserve? Which is an Admiral Akbar. That is a trap. Wow. Yeah. See, brought back to Star Wars. What's next? <laughs> it all comes back to Star Wars. <laughs> From Angel Silva, you all thought Owen would be a badass this episode. You were right, but I think the bigger badass was Aunt Beru. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Oh, getting the guns out there. And she's like, oh, and we got to go. Oh, yeah. No, she was great. Yeah. And, and again, we were waiting. We were, we were waiting to see Owen and Brew come back from that first episode. Yeah. Joe, Joel Edgerton killed it. Mm-hmm. And they both, look at it. Come on. They both killed oh, it. They're great. I it kind of made me, it, it, but again, it bothered me that it bothered me. It was like, that wizard's just a crazy old man. When he says that in A New Hope, you know, come on, man, you know better. He doesn't want the boy getting any ideas into his head. He just wants him to stay on the farm forever. He's got to protect him, Rob. All of his friends have gone. He's, he's just, he's a secret little marshmallow. All right, from Fifi, the ending teased the show I wish we had gotten. Mm, that's a fair uh, assessment. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I wish we had gotten a lot from this show that we didn't. I think we've got more from Fifi here. I love how Vader still had an emotional attachment to Obi-Wan, still calling him master. The scene where Palpatine puts Vader in his place is the moment Vader lets go of his old master. Yeah, I mean, I'll say that. But and again, like it canonically, it didn't really bother me. Like everyone's like, when I left you, I was but a learner. Now I am the master. Only a master of evil, Darth. Well, okay. Yeah. That's kind I of... did get a little hung up on that. Yeah. Just because I was like, well, the last time but, he left but, you, he kicked your ass. Yeah. And it's like, they had to deal with that. I mean, it was like, why, why paint yourself into a corner? Yeah. And, mm. but, but they did. They don't care if they do that. From Alex Von Gollum. When Obi-Wan saw Anakin, he almost teared up remembering his old friend. I could feel his emotions. Ewan gave a great performance in the episode. Oh, yeah, he did. I, I agree with that. That was beautifully done. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, he he, he is still a human being. Mm-hmm. He's not more machine now, now, yeah. now than man or whatever. Oh, that and that lovely moment, though, of the that my friend is dead was just... Uh, uh. Anakin's eye was doing so much work, too. Hayden Christensen working with one eye. He, it was not bad. <laughs> he, not bad. He brought what he could. I loved it. Uh, Hoser Mays. I love the season finale. Vader vs. Kenobi was epic. I can't argue with you. But you know what? Rob can. I kind of feel that that's what we got. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's like the whole thing was like, let's watch Vader and Obi-Wan fight again. But I think that's what we wanted. It is what we wanted, but that's not a story. That's, that's like, why, why go six episodes? Just fight, have them fight. I mean, I will say, John pointed this out earlier today of, it feels like someone said, hey, wouldn't it be cool to see them fight again? And then it was, let's figure out how to do that. But we didn't quite figure out how to do that. (laughs) That said, I'm glad we got to watch it. John's a very smart man. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we got to watch it too, but still, it's like, come on. There's there's so many stories to tell. That's true. From David's Sock and Lotion, <laughs> the finale was okay. Didn't blow my snock, sock off. That's probably for the best, David, or anything. <laughs> but I liked the force being used. The lightsaber looked bad. And why the F didn't Vader say, now I have the high ground? I was waiting for it. Because it would have been kind of dumb. Because we all saw the moment and we went, he has the high ground. We all said it. A, a million voices shouted out. <laughs> oh, the high ground. Oh. <laughs> all right. No, no, no. Just a little headache if you watched Hardware Wars. <laughs> From Murray. I was not a fan of how Reva was used in the series, especially in the finale with the whole Luke situation redemption arc. Meh. I agree. I do too. Yeah. Can I, Murray, you're a wise man. I think there were a lot of great ideas here that didn't get properly mined and executed. I concur. From Darth the Pooh, sending in a $20 super chat. Wow. Darth. Thanks, Darth the Pooh. I was a bit confused as to why Vader says it isn't Kenobi's fault Vader was created. Was it an act of mercy by the remaining good in Anakin to give Kenobi respite from guilt? Or was this more of alter ego thing? What do you think? Oh, I have thoughts. What are your thoughts, Rob? Well, you know, I look, I, I think it was a writer trying to give Anakin more humanity than he deserved. Ooh. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's it's like... He even says you made because it, they look. It was a setup and payoff. He says earlier in the series, he says you made me. Yeah. The first duel and then you know paying it off, saying, you no, it's not your fault. Yeah, it is, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kenobi did make you. He should have killed you when he had the chance. He should have cut your head off. He didn't. Mm -hmm. He left you. He left you. I mean, Kenobi would have treated a bantha with more if a bantha was lame or something and cracked his his hoof. Mm -hmm. Kenobi would have put the bantha out of his misery, but he left. Anakin writhing in horrible pain on the side of a on of Mustafa, a lava river with no limbs. Uh, I mean, come on, that's like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And Vader's like, you know, yeah, you know what? You didn't really make me. I know I said it from the beginning, but yeah. I viewed it more in that very Sith let the past die thing. I killed my old self to become this version of myself, which will defeat you. Letting taking away the power of Obi Wan of. It's, it's like that moment in Chef. You're not getting to me. I'm getting to you. It's true. It's like Monty Python. Always look on the bright side of life. Yeah. I love that you both just start whistling. That's lovely. <laughs> but it felt like that and felt a little bit too of maybe, perhaps, Anakin taking a little bit of that ownership of, oh, everything that happened ultimately was because of my really shitty decisions of, I'm going to save Padme. Whoops. <laughs> How'd that work out, bud? Yeah, you choked your uh, wife to death, buddy. Yeah. Mm. And she well. died of a broken heart. <gasps> the droids couldn't save her. From Murray, in A New Hope, Vader says, when I left you, I was the learner. But in both Return of... Um, wait, R-O-T-S. Return, Return of, uh, the, Revenge the, of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Thank you. My brain was like, what? And this show, it's Obi-Wan that left Vader. Plot hole? Yeah, that was one of the things I was talking about too, Murray, of that kind of confused me a little bit of like, last time I saw you, you kicked my butt. I'm sorry. It, it felt a little weird. <laughs> and it also felt it very, was weird. It felt very odd to be like, hey, this huge threat to the galaxy. Gonna moonwalk away from ba 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 ba. I, I don't know. I know he's a good Jedi, but maybe... <laughs> Maybe finish him? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I play video games. Finish him. Yeah. Fatality, you whatever. You double tap. Yeah, I, you know. You can't you, leave a body in Mustafar. No. You've you got to double tap. You, you, can't, you can't do that. I still don't know what he does when he hangs out in that castle. 
Yeah. Bon Mustafar. Like, and, and his weird marble throne. Yeah, I mean, like, he just sits there and waits for people to yeah. have an audience with him. It it just looks like like a very, very weird Viking appliance showroom. Like, that's all I can think when I a see Viking it. Viking appliance It's just, like, showroom. marble and chrome everywhere. I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> These items, too. Yeah, I, I'm, and see, that's another thing. I mean, I'm sorry. That bothered me. When we first <laughs> see Vader and Reva goes to see him in this show... Like, what's he doing there? Like, you think that if you're Vader, if you're Darth Vader and you work for the Emperor and it's 10 years into the rise of the Empire, like, wouldn't you be subjugating the populations of planets? Like, traveling around in your Star Destroyer and showing up, rolling up, rocking up on a on a, on a planetary Maybe system. Is, and just like his Fortress of Solitude. Uh, but... He's where he's mass like, solitude. He's like, like I, I mean, come on. Is that what you want to do? Like, I would think, Maybe. wouldn't you have better things to do, like conquer the galaxy? I don't know. If the pandemic taught us anything, alone time is important as well. But everyone's wearing masks in that universe. That's very including true. Including him. Yeah. Yeah. They're thoughtful in that galaxy. I don't know. I mean, he's got a rebreather. He doesn't even breathe in the air. <laughs> that got COVID has nothing on him. Come on. From Matt Pitch. Uh, one of two. Matt Fitch. Excuse me. One of two. Oh, okay. Just one from Matt. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. God, I loved that. I did love that too. Uh, show overall was meh, in my opinion, but I loved the Vader mask scene, how his voice shifted between Anakin and Vader that after was the awesome. battle and young Luke saying, I'm not afraid. Tears. It's true. I, the the voice modulation I did think was really, really cool. It was really good. That yeah. was really No, it was really cool. That was a great effect. But and the that. hello there was adorable. It was adorable. Oh, man. I can't. I can't you disagree can't. with you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got him. Uh, chat. Chris won this argument. Rob loves <laughs> Star Wars episode six. Blah, blah, blah. Empire fan nineteen eighty. This episode was okay. Didn't love this series overall. The only part I jump up and cheered is when we finally got hello there. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, you shouldn't love something because it gives you a catchphrase that you're waiting for a character to say for six episodes that you know he said in previous iterations. You know it worked for Full House, Rob. So. <sighs> Cut it out. I want more. Why can't we have a new catchphrase? That's fair. What? (laughs) That's pretty much my go-to position in life. (laughs) From Blake62. I love you and so much as this character. I'd love to see him again. Just do off-world adventures not tied to the overall saga. But what do you want that story to be, though, Blake? Right? Because we could go have Obi-Wan doing all kinds of stuff. Kicking it. Go see Marjay. That'd be cool. Um, But... What what stories are we telling? I I, I don't know. Right. I still don't know why Boba Fett wants to be a crime boss. Why does he want the aggravation? Yeah. You know, why do you want to, like, do you want to become Michael Corleone and worry about the five other families? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? You crawled out of the Sarlacc pit to what? Now Obi-Wan Kenobi is, after all this, you're going to go back to a new cave? Yeah. Why? Redecorating isn't there, options. Isn't there more out of life than that? Come on. Don't you want something? I want more. Yeah. Than a, than a cave? What is the observatory if not a cave? Well, it's it's brightly lit and it's got lots of fun things in it. You'll never get bored mm-hmm. and you'll always have a smile on your face. And maybe that's what Obi-Wan is aspiring to now. A better cave with better lighting. That's exactly what he needs. That maybe he's got like a moonlight thing. Yeah. Moonlight shining through. Uh Blake 62, episodes one and six, to me, are great in a vacuum. There's just no journey in between, and that hurt the impact of the finale. Ewan is so good, good though. I agree with that. I agree with that, too. I mean, that's another thing is that this story is is inconsequential to me if you watch 
the the episodes one through six. Mm-hmm. This story literally doesn't matter. It's like a side story with that tells the same story that episode four tells. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's go rescue Princess Leia again. Okay, we already did that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad if I was... Can you imagine being a kid? Like, this is what I, I can't get past this. If you're a kid and you're discovering Star Wars for the first time, mm-hmm. unfortunately, if you watch them in order, episode one through episode nine, you finish episode six and you're like, Luke's a Jedi... The Empire is defeated. Palpatine was deposed. Vader redeemed. And then you go to episode seven. If you watch it immediately, Mm -hmm. 10 minutes later, you're like, my heroes are douches. They let the First Order rise. Now there's this resistance and they're doing what? And there's a Starkiller base. Like, why are you guys such idiots? How did you allow this to happen again? Mm -hmm. And I feel like this story was, what did it add? I feel like in that way, though, about Star Wars, of these, you know, each little trifecta right it is how generations like feel about each other of you went through this you had a very similar thing happen how could you let it get so bad and then the older generation are you blaming me i'm blaming you are you blaming me for every all of your your, the the problems yes all of my millennial strife why can't i have a house and avocado toast okay (laughs) why no but i think in that way it does reflect a lot of you know rhetoric that we have in the real world yeah, but you're not going to let another imperial like like force a, a fascist government to like. We won't. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> What's next? Well, <laughs> From Dan. Wow. Overall, got me. Overall, I. <laughs> overall i thought the kenobi series was just okay there was a lot of ups and downs for me throughout the series not worse than boba fett i think a kenobi movie would have been a bet been a better choice or would have been a better i, I agree with that yeah. dan i i think so too i think and if they had if they had written this as a movie i think it would have been more focused mm-hmm. and i think it would Absolutely. have been a more successful story yeah i would have watched a, a two and a half hour obi-wan film. yeah I would have sat through all of that. Absolutely. I think it would have worked great. And they would have focused it more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Chris Martin, sending in a $20 super chat. Thank Chris. You, Chris. Big uh, Coldplay fan. You think I was going to say, the actual it's, it's Chris actually Martin? him. Aww. Might as well. Yellow. Awesome finale for Obi-Wan. Great surprises. Cameos were awesome. The duel between former friends was fantastic. As much as I would love to see a season two, I'm totally okay with this. Ewan McGregor killed it as Obi-Wan. He did. So Chris, Chris loved it. Yeah, we agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, in terms of we agree about Obi-Wan, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, about again, Ewan McGregor was great, but but he's 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 one of our greatest actors. Oh, yeah. He's That's, incredible. No, he, he makes even bad material sing. He has that stupid commercial about lemons that each time I'm enthralled by where I'm like, oh, yeah. Thanks so much, Ewan. You're yeah, right. You're I right. know. I know. I should go see all these. And lemons. if you've seen the pillow book, he's a, you know, he's a quite the specimen oh, of male. Gosh. Yeah. I, you know, I look at him and I feel insecure pretty, all the time. He's pretty and talented. Hmm. From uh, Camo Prods. I've enjoyed the show. It was not perfect, but I was entertained. Surprisingly, I felt sorry for Darth when he was slashed across his back. Did you feel sorry for him? No. No? No, but, but you know, I, I get it. It hurts. Yeah. You don't want people to hurt. Even though he's responsible for the death of how many billions of people in Alderaan doesn't stop say, the Death Star from firing. I, I want people to hurt. When I watch these shows, I'm like, yeah, get You may them. fire when ready. What? These are the moments where I'm like, I would end up being a Sith Lord because I would give in to my hate and be like, yeah, kill that fool. Well, I, I think that that's, I would like to see, you know, they talk about this balance of the force. The Jedi are 
douchebags. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost the galaxy. They were destroyed. They steal children. They steal children. I'm like, you know what? If I was a Sith Lord, life would be fun. You know, I would be like, I would be like, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to, it's a family show, so I don't want to say what I would be. But, but as a Sith Lord, I would. This is a family show? Well, this, like show. this one? Oh, yeah, isn't it? Oh, you know, no. Uh oh. I'm screwed that up. But I mean, but I mean, you know, it, it's like, wouldn't you rather be a Sith Lord? The, the Jedi have no appeal to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like when I watch Star Trek, I want to be Captain Kirk. Oh, yeah. When I watch this show, I want to be Darth Maul. I mean, I want to get cut in half, but yeah. I do want to be like he was a badass. I mean, tell me the ladies don't love Maul. That's you, fair. Ju- you know, That's he. Fair. at last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. I mean, come on. He would sweet talk anybody out of their knickers. I want to be like Maul. Well, I think this is also where the video games do really fantastic writing because we play in that gray area where there's in the novels, like literally gray Jedi. Yeah. And we play around with the idea of, hey, what if not everyone is intrinsically good or intrinsically evil? And I know I just said that I like the intrinsically evil thing. But we have to establish, too, though, that the Jedi aren't the amazing saviors of the universe that we think they are. No, and they're dumb. Yeah. They're dumb. And they allow the Sith. I mean, uh, if you watch the, the, the whole thing, I mean, if ba- Vader basically gives up, I mean, Luke has him on the ropes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the Emperor, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Vader, you know, he kind of turns into an old softy at the end. So but really, if I was him, I mean, I would I would subjugate the galaxy. I, I would like to be a Sith Lord and I yeah. would win. And I would, I would finance my own movies. I'd make great television. Mm-hmm. I would just do whatever I wanted. Yeah. Do they have movies in the Star Wars galaxy? Absolutely, they do. Oh, okay. They just haven't made that movie yet. We haven't seen, like, the offer version of, of Star Wars. Okay. You know? It seems like they just have, like, burlesque shows at Jabba's Palace, and that's it. Well, we know from Visions they've got rock bands. That's true. So, so I would think, you know, there's concerts at least. Mm-hmm. There's got to be movies. I would hope so. I mean, I would make a movie. You know, I want to see the movie that's made about Darth Maul in the Star Wars universe. Ooh. You know? And he could comment on it. Nice. Because he's never dead. No. Uh, Fangblay 71. Finally, an episode I thought was good. Has its problems, but I really loved the fight between Vader and Kenobi. Still had horrible ship effects, though. Yeah, like that shot of the Star Destroyer, that 50-50 shot firing. I mean, I actually laughed. I, I, I love Star Destroyers. That shot made me literally cringe. I was like, ooh, don't do that. That's like shooting your girlfriend's bad side, and she knows you're doing it. Oh. It's not good. Are you a good Instagram husband? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't take a picture of a woman without showing it to her and goes, this approved. See, and that's what you do. That's it. Always. You yeah. never take a picture of a woman and not have her approve it before you post it. Logan is six one and somehow managed to have every photo under me. I don't know how it happens where I'm just well, like, I, he's a smart man. I look like Jabba the Hutt. I don't know why this happened. Well, what are you going to do? <sighs> he doesn't he ask. He shows it to me, and I'm like, we're going to delete all of these. Okay. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Dakota Valdez, when Vader said, I only serve you, to the Emperor, it made me think he was, in his own way, reaching out to Obi-Wan for help, maybe? I don't know. Just a thought. I don't know, man. I mean, look, he gave it up in Revenge of the Sith. He uh, Have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Yes, I heard it. And uh, you know what? You're a great storyteller. I'm going to work for you now. I'm going to kill kids because you told me the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. You know when somebody gives you a really good pep talk and you're like, oh, I'm man, telling you. I'm going to murder so many people for you now. I mean, when you tear, when you hear Palpatine talk about the dark side, it's like, you, you can't resist. I can't resist. I'm like, I'll join. 
Sign me up, coach. Put me in. I don't know. I'll kill younglings and kill Jedi. Why not? Maybe it's because I know he's a bad guy. Whenever I watch that, I'm like, how did we not see the signs? This is red flags galore. I, you know, but somehow he bamboozled everyone. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in for the winning red team. I'm going to ignite my lightsaber. Nobody cares if you have a blue, blue lightsaber. You have a, a, a red lightsaber. People are like, oh, oh damn. Yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. Snap. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> from uh, the sock. Oh, from Alex Von Golem. Um, or Gollum, excuse me. One of three. I got very emotional during the scene where Ben meets Luke. I was transported into my childhood, my earliest memories of Star Wars. Uh, I love the show so much, despite the several weak elements I agree the series has. Star Wars is what sparked my love for movies. Um, part three. The series reminded me of this with what it made me feel. Oh, well, I love that for you, Alex. See, I mean, that. you know what? That's great. Mm-hmm. And we never want to yuck on your yum, yeah! as you would say. We love that you love it. Yes. And I'm glad it brought you back to your childhood. Mm. That's wonderful. Muhammad Hassan. The fight between Vader and Obi-Wan was visually appealing, but I don't get why Obi-Wan wouldn't finish off Vader in that moment realistically. Obviously, canonically, he can't due to plot armor. But Muhammad has a great point. Yeah. I know I know that he's finish a him. Jedi, but probably kill him. I mean, you, you stood by while another Jedi got hanged in your own hood. Yeah. But I'm not going to kill this dude. Who murdered so many families a couple episodes ago. Uh, Who should not know about his kids, and I would solve a lot of problems if I just took his head off. Yeah. Oof, my goof. All right, from The Sock. This show is like what a disappointing roller coaster feels like. Exciting on the ascent, but lame the rest of the way. (laughs) Reva felt dissatisfying, and Obi-Wan again let Vader go. What a wet fart of a show. Aw, I love when people use the term wet fart. It's very uh, provocative. Mm-hmm. It's very, uh, I'm telling you, uh, not provocative. It's very, uh, what is it, what do I want to say, illustrative. You can, mm, you can, you can really, yeah, I can you know it. exactly what that is. Yeah. I don't want to know what mm-hmm. that is, but makes me uh, not want to be that way. No. I don't want to be there. I don't want to show that. I'm no. part of to be described that By the way, way I think we missed somebody. Oh, who did I miss? I think we missed somebody that was up top a little bit. Oh, no. I'm illiterate. We just, we just did the sock, right? I think. Yeah, so. but there was, I think there was somebody up right above him. That's Ray or ladies and gentlemen. It's because we had to drop down. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So now we're on. Okay. Um, From Dr. Chiput one, Obi-Wan has always been my favorite character and I'm very satisfied with the show after waiting for so long. Still wish we could have seen the Vader fight on big screen. That, that was cool. it. That was what I was thinking we missed, but that you got it. Oh. Yeah, I would like to have seen all of it on the big screen because I think it would have been written better because it would have cost a lot more money and they were put in the theaters. I mean, we'd hope so, but I mean, I personally am not a Rise of Skywalker fan and watching that was a warm fart on a cold toilet seat for it's, me. At least you got to the toilet seat. That's true. <laughs> uh, it was, yes, that was, that was one of the worst films I've ever seen. Yeah. So, so bad. So sometimes. But it had galloping horses on the. Hall of the Star was Destroyer. really cool looking. You know, because why not? The visuals that were epic. I mean, yeah, they made no sense. Hi, hi, hyperspace skipping yeah. into the gravity well of a planet. You know how that would take your ship out? Like, ba-bam, oh, yeah. you come out of hyperspace, you disintegrate. Mm-hmm. But whatever. But but pretty. <laughs> I mean, that's from the man who put the Starship Enterprise in the water. I mean, look, just let him have his lens flares and let him do his thing. It's fine. It's fine. From Stephen Wolf. Hey, this show was greatly disappointing. 
The storytelling was beneath the quality of what fans deserve and pay for. They could have shown two of the six episodes to get to the finale we got. Just awful. Well, Stephen, you and I park our shuttlecrafts in the same shuttle bay. I do want to point out what people pay for, though. Because we're not paying a lot. Look, I would have paid for a happy ending. I for the show? That. Yes. Let's just be clear. For the show. Okay. And I don't mean show, I, Robert. I don't mean a happy uh, like happy for me loving it. I mean I don't think never it's mind. Work. Yeah, it is happy. You know what? I just pay to be satisfied. <laughs> and I was not satisfied. And by the way, no. I did pay for this. I do pay for Disney Plus. I mean, I pay for Disney Plus, but I'm just saying in the grand scheme of things, I'm watching a bajillion things on Disney Plus, and Ms. Marvel for me is worth the monthly fee. Yearly fee. I pay for it yearly. I'm not going to make a happy ending joke about Miss Marvel. Please don't. I won't. She is a child. She must be protected. <laughs> Clapius sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you, Clapius. That's very generous of you. The ending of the fight left me scratching my head. Why would Ben leave Darth alive to kill thousands of more people? Ben already acknowledged that Darth was no longer Anakin, so I see no point in leaving him alive. Uh, uh, you know, I'm exactly right there. I don't know. Yeah. And see, but the problem is in being in, in, in forcing us as viewers to watch that. And the fact that we ask that question means the writing isn't as good as it should have been. Yeah. Well, and, and now when we go back and watch A New Hope, it's going to be, oh, everyone on Alderaan is dead because of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. Exactly like, right. I, I mean, he, he could have said, and, and who knows how many planets were blown up before then. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we saw in Rogue One, the, yeah. the Empire was going to blow up its own planet, and they did. You know, let's let's fire at our own base, and and that's uh, how you know you believe in your own craftsmanship. I mean, <laughs> come on. And then Obi Wan, responsible for the deaths of perhaps yeah. billions. Billions. Oh man, Obi Wan. From Fifi, sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you, Fifi. Fifi. Wow, sending in so many. Thank you so much. I think the show would have been better if the two storylines had been Vader looking for Kenobi and Kenobi learning he was alive, throw in flashback every episode, and culminate to a rematch to save Anakin's soul. Uh, yeah. Fifi, we were, where were you? There's the show. <laughs> Fifi, called Disney. Get a job in yeah. the, on the writing staff of Star Wars. I love that story. And then you could still, even in that story, have a Reva-esque storyline in there. Just tweak it of having this kind of right-hand Sith Lord, right? This right-hand Inquisitor who seems like a yes man, seems like he's on, she's on his side. And then, <gasps> plot twist. Could be good. Yeah. But that's what I was... I mean, I thought that they... Like, Vader would have been raising her. Yeah. Like, that that Reva was his Padawan. I thought it was going to be a stockholm thing. You know, something like that. Man. But it wasn't. No. Damn it. From Hero 75. It would have been kind of meta, but I wanted Vader as Obi-Wan was going down into the pit to say something about him having the high ground. Everyone did, man. But we I know. All, we all thought it in our brains. It's true. From Nico Odell, when Obi-Wan was having the Leia flashbacks while under the rock to power himself up, did your brain start singing Kate Bush? Because mine did. <laughs> My brain is always singing Kate Bush uh, now. Me too. I mean, especially if you're an Emily Bronte fan and you read Wuthering Heights. <gasps> oh. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm waiting for all these young kids to talk about how Heathcliff is their new hero. I but would love that. I know. Well, I, oh. I'm telling you, Kate Bush, they're going to find out her first single was Wuthering Heights. Yeah. Gonna, what is that? Oh, my god! Oh, it's a book. Listen to good music and read good books. Come on. Cloud bursting. Babushka. Oh. The and, sensual world. 
And Kate Bush, oh, sorry, tangent. Kate Bush owns all the rights to that song too, which is amazing. So all this money she's making right now, oh my is god, just straight yeah. to her, and I love it. And this woman's work. Oh, <laughs> sorry. If you ever, if you ever watch, she's having a baby. <laughs> Someone is. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> that was terrible. Like my voice cracked, but it's the beginning of the song. That's and she's having a baby. Oh. It's called this woman's work. Oh, listen to that nice. song. If you are, if you guys want to know about Kate Bush, I could loan you my Japanese Laserdisc, but you don't have a Laserdisc player, so you couldn't play it. But if what's you a did, Laserdisc player? I know, I don't, I know. I but uh, there's a song called "This Woman's Work" that John Hughes used in "She's Having a Baby." That is even better than "Running Up That Hill." I mean, it's a sad song; it'll yeah. make you cry. Sweet. And you know, don't give up. She sang with Peter Gabriel. Oh yeah, that's because you have friends. Mm-hmm. So you know, if, if you're a, if you're a lonely. If you're a lonely Star Wars fan after Obi-Wan leaving you Go cold, listen to that song. You can listen, you can listen to, to Don't Give Up. Don't Give Up, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush. Listen Aww. off his album, So. Wonderful. There you go. Um, and then is there a, is the two of two the only thing for Matt? Or is that the one we missed before? Okay. Great. Yeah, Matt. Why did Last Jedi do Luke so dirty? Sorry, neither here nor there. But I also wanted more talk with Qui-Gon. Be like, should have listened to Yoda. My bad. I. I don't think Last Jedi did Luke dirty personally. That's no, I, I just think we, we missed the fall of Luke. We should yeah. have seen the fall. Which, uh, again, that is an interesting progression, right? I know exactly where Ben Kenobi ends up, right? I know exactly how that all pans out for me. I didn't know the from A to B to Luke being so just, you know, nope. disenchanted with everything. And we get little glimpses of it, of learning about what happened with Ben, uh, ben Solo, but... I would have liked some of that story there. Yeah. He, Luke Skywalker, though, was always like whiny, headstrong, didn't listen to Master Yoda. I don't see why everyone was very shocked by this turn personally. I, That's just you know, my thought. He, he's always been the guy that wanted to go to Tashi Station to pick up power controllers. Yeah. He was always that guy. Exactly. And but if you couldn't, he'd bitch about it. A thousand percent. What was the rest of Matt's question on there? Was it a, one more time with Qui-Gon? Yeah. I mean, like you were saying earlier, Rob, it did feel like, oh, yeah, we got to remember to put that in there. Yeah, we have to quite <laughs> show up. I have a particular set of Jedi skills. I mean, you know, come on. He did, though. There's much to learn. I, it, I know. I know. Maybe I should have brought a Qui-Gon figure and put it on the desk. Oh, that would have been great. You can only keep figures with men holding babies on it, though. That's I, well, yeah, I, I don't have, I, but I do have Elvis and uh, older Elvis. Baby had, Lisa Marie? It, 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 baby. I don't think it comes with a baby. Oh, well. But he's a suspicious mind. <laughs> like the Jedi should have been suspicious minds because they weren't. And they let Palpatine rise to power amidst mm-hmm. them. They didn't even know. I mean, it was Anakin had to tell, had to tell Sam Jackson, had to tell him, hey, I think he's a Sith Lord. Yeah. I mean, really? <laughs> Come on, man. They were having really important council meetings to do stuff and things. Does that mean we have no more questions? That is it. Dang. Chris. Mm -hmm. So what's the verdict? I mean, on a scale of one to 10, what would you give the entire series? Since this is the last episode of the John Campia show, Obi-Wan Kenobi after show, what would you give it? I mean, I would give this a, like a, a six or seven, right? Like a, like a, D plus C minus is how I feel about D it. D plus C minus. Yeah, I. Wow, Ray Ora is objecting. Are you very to that. upset by that, Ray Ora? No, no, go ahead. You want to go step ahead. in here and, and uh, offer your? No, you, come here. Please, you're please, telling me how yeah, my opinions here, wrong. It's too flooded in there. Too flooded. 
I, I'd probably go with a C. It's not my favorite thing that I've seen. It's not the worst thing I've seen, but it also just was so very eh. And yeah. I think that's the thing that upsets me the most is that it didn't add anything in particular aside from that that very nice Leia scene with with her and Obi Wan. I did like that very much, but everything else I just kind of eh. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it too. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, with Star Wars, when you get an eh, it's way more egregious than with any other franchise because it should not. Yeah. I mean, the disappointment level is much greater. I mean, well, yeah. 45 years, 45 years of Star Wars. Major fandoms that have this kind of legacy, right? You don't want to have indifference towards their properties. No. And I feel like that's been the issue lately is I've been very indifferent towards a lot of things. And that bums me out. Like, I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt right now. I want to love everything that I have they that put shirt, out. The, the, you do, do yes, the, the rainbow lightsabers. Yeah. Um, I want to feel excited and and happy and, and thrilled by the things that they put out. I don't, I don't want to nitpick stuff. I really want to go in and have a fun time in a galaxy far, far away. But right, I do now, too. right now I'm kind of schmeh on everything. And I'm just going to have to keep going to Disneyland to get my Star Wars kicks. Uh, yes. Yeah. I feel the same way. And on that note, mm-hmm. this brings to an end the John Campia show, Obi-Wan Kenobi after show. I'm kind of sad about that. I know. We, I mean, we could continue to do it and bitch every week. <laughs> Internet. Does that sound like great content to you? Uh, yeah, people would people would not uh not but you know what? Here's the thing. I am still very optimistic. I have heard that the Andor series is incredible. It's supposed to be wonderful. I've talked to somebody who talked to somebody who I trust mm. who's seen a lot of the show and mm. says it's amazing. If you look at the writing staff of this show, it's the everything from the Americans to the Bourne franchise. I really oh, think wow. that we're going to get uh, it. Again, hope springs eternal, kids. I can't <laughs> wait to see Andor. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really, really excited. I really they love shot that they it in writers. Europe. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I really love that they're bringing writers with thriller experience. That gets me very excited. Yeah. Because, look, like everything else, you can put all of the window dressing, the Star Wars window dressing. But if the writing isn't great. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing. I think Star Wars fans give it more of a pass than they if you were watching some show about I mean, if you were if you're watching the Bridgerton version of this, yeah, Star Wars fans would not give it the pass that they give to this. No, but we'd have a lot of Ewan McGregor sex scenes, so people would probably be on board. Well, that you, you know what that was. See, I I, I was a bad example. Okay. Bridgerton wasn't good, but you're probably right. But you know what? I mean, on this show, I don't know, sex scenes, lightsabers. It all to me is all very. It's euphemistic. Mm, you know, that's fair. When I ignite my lightsaber. Oh God. Yeah, well, and on that note, Jonathan, Chris, end the show. Yeah, Jonathan, we're uh, we should end the show before I say something that gets this demonetized. <laughs> Thanks for being here, guys. We appreciate you. We do. And by the way, I want to thank everybody who supports this channel generously through super chats and, of course, tips. You can always go twenty four seven and leave us a tip. And if we deem them appropriate, we'll read them on a mailbag, of which I did one today. Mm-hmm. Of course, Chris Carr. Where can people find you? Oh, you can find me at, at actor Chris Carr. Now, you have classes coming up? I have a class in August, and we have a wait list right now, so we might be pushing some of those people into other classes. Mm. Good problem to have, though, so I appreciate you guys. But you can go to eebstudios.com. And you can find me uh, You can find me at a place that John Campia can't, which is on Instagram at <laughs> RM Burnett, or you can find me at Burnett RM on Twitter, where I will gatekeep and tell you if your fandom is correct. Just kidding. How can I do that? How can anybody tell you? Don't let anyone tell you your fandom is good or bad. Come on. Don't let anyone tell you. I like many things that are terrible. 
demonstrably terrible. And I defend my my uh, my right to love Star Crash, which is the greatest Italian Star Wars ripoff ever. If you haven't seen Star Crash, watch it. It's got David Hasselhoff, Marjo Gortner, Joe Spinell, and of course, the great Caroline. This Monroe. is Return of the King. We've ended this like five times. <laughs> Well, I, I don't want to let it go. I want more Obi Wan. I know we've only gotten to do like three after shows together, so now I'm just like clinging to it. Well, you know what we've got? We've got, of course, just just kidding, kids. We'll see you on another show or another episode of a John Campia after show. Well, tomorrow with the boys. Join us. Bye.